Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right. Well, welcome to our 50th podcast. We've been doing this for a while now. This is number five zero, man. How about that? All right. Well, here we go. Thank you for joining us today. We are excited to have you part of this today's podcast. We are Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, Mainline Leaders. And today we've got something that I think is going to be very fun. It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be uh, kind of a kick in the pants, you might say, for some and maybe kick in the head for others. And it's all about mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa. It's my fault when you really get down to it. And we're looking at leaders and how they take responsibility for what it is that they set up in their organizations and in particular, how the outcomes come out. What's going on with things when they don't go out, come out so well. So we're going to have some fun with this. So let's start out here. Rich, what is this mea culpa, mea culpa, mea culpa? It's my fault and how it applies to leaders. Well, I'll tell you, it's uh, it's a Latin phrase, right? Um, You know, for it's my fault. And honestly, it's one of those things that great leaders or leaders in, in general, they understand that ultimately they are responsible for their team and their organization's performance. They understand that uh, when something goes wrong, and inevitably it will, you know, with a customer, regardless, that they need to be able to take that blame, you know, uh, and, and cover for them, cover, you know, shield their team, if you will, shield the organization. Um, that's their responsibility. When we start casting blame on others that work for us or, you know, on our team, and if you're a team leader, you know, that is, that's the difference between seeing, being simply a manager and a great people leader, a great leader. You understand that you need to take that heat, get that heat off the team and continue to build that team dynamic. Um, you know, and you need to do that as quickly as possible. As soon as a problem arises, regardless of what that is, take the responsibility, admit fault, show what that you you have a dedication or desire to make it better and move forward. That's really true. It takes a lot of courage to do that kind of action. You just to stop everything. Don't allow yourself to go down any any of those paths of self-justification, pointing the blame, pointing the fingers. It just, it is really, truly, it's just a matter of whatever you're doing, stop it. And now just take the responsibility. 
And that that takes guts and it takes courage to just stop it all and not let all that other stuff going on inside of you and play this blame game stuff. But it's essential. It's really <laughs> essential to be able to step back and just say, okay, it's me. The blame, the buck stops here. I'm going to work it out from this point on. I think what's an important thing about that is this, is some people, leaders sometimes, but in particular, can think of themselves as kind of lucky. You know, it's got out of that one. We got by this one. Well, how did you do it? Well, we let we, we let go of 50 people or we let go of 3,000 people or this or that. And it turns out what really happens is that what they set up in their strategic planning, what they did not follow through and implement or adjust in their strategic plan, it went awry. And rather than taking the hit, they find somebody else that they can blame. Yeah. And that blame usually goes to their employer, <laughs> people that are counting on them to keep that job in place for them because they've been doing a great job. Now, if somebody's messing up, that's an individual kind of fire. But when you're starting to fire you know, a lot of people at one time, that's got to go back to a large extent, not always, not always, back to leadership and where leadership is messing up. So leaders can have this kind of sense of entitlement and vanity and this sense of, gee, we got out of that one again and feel like they're kind of untouchable. And really and truly, they're not untouchable, touchable. They are really culpable. Therefore, mea culpa. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But when a leader takes responsibility for that, you know, their team and the people in their organization and those people around them are going to be willing to take greater risks, which are going to turn lead to greater rewards for the for the organization, if they're concerned that anything that happens is going to be blamed on them, or you know perhaps any problems might mean their job, regardless if it's you know them or not. How are they going to perform for you? Are they going to willing be willing to go that extra mile for you and the organization? It's you know it's it's just simply. You need to take take responsibility for the actions of your organization. You know, I think in, instead of trying to cover your own backside, trying to protect your own position, your own reputation, whatever that may be, you got to understand that you're in a position now that you have to take that responsibility. That's exactly right. Now, here's the other side of it, leaders. If you have a hard time. Well, how do I, a lot of people build their, their position of leadership based on ego, based on vanity, based on appearances, looking good, always having to look good, intimidating people so that they never really come out and say directly what's, what's really on their mind. You don't make it safe for them to communicate. You're ready there to jump on and penalize them, point out their faults. If they come and bring any kind of bad news or something that they want you to really evaluate in a fair way. The other side of that is this, is that once you take responsibility, that's not enough. There's a lot of people out there, you hear them, I take full responsibility for what it is I've done, and what's happened. No, they don't. They're just saying the words so that people get off their case. And I said I took responsibility. No, did you make any kind of restitution? Did you make any kind of uh, changes? Did you do anything? What did you actually have to do that was painful for you to make up the difference and make things right? Saying the words don't doesn't mean a doggone thing. So the right. other part of that is me culpa, and here's what it is I'm going to do about it. 
Now, therein, as you talked about, when a leader says, okay, it's my fault, I take blame for this, I'm going to, I'll take care of it, it does create a, a great sense of, whoa, you know, he or she took the hit. That's amazing that they actually stood up in a mature way to do that. But I tell you, what really makes a big difference is the next step. And the next step is, here's what I'm going to do about it to make it better for everyone in the organization. That's yeah. the next step. It's not enough just to take the hit, say, I'm sorry, it's my fault. You got to do something to make it better, to make it quantitatively better, qualitatively better for your people, demonstrating that the contrition is real, the responsibility is real. And the result of that is you, the leader, have learned something and you're now going to do something different because if with, when something goes wrong, the whole organization takes a hit, whether it, you know when it say it or not. But you take the brunt of it as the leader, but now it's your job to make it better for everyone. That's how you know when you're working with a great leader. Well, you know, there's there's some good examples of, of what you were saying. Uh, you know, organizations that got it right, really, uh, you know, and sometimes there, there are mistakes made. They really are. Uh, but it's how the senior leadership, the CEOs and whoever approached that. And it used to be the the mindset that if, if we've created something, we're not going to talk about it because it's going to create a PR havoc. Um, you know, every time that the business makes a mistake, they're going to be crawling down our throats. Here's a, you know, there's a couple really good um Good examples. I'm going to give you one an example. The Volkswagen and the diesel gate. Remember that? When, you know, they tried to cover up some of the things that was covered up internally, some of the problems, you know, with their diesel motors. And, you know, when those reports came out about some potentially deceptive practices. Yeah. No, they got right on that. You know, they got right on that. They admitted wrongdoing. They, they talked about having to rebuild trust. And what we're going to do to rebuild trust with, uh, you know, companies and, and countries and, and customers alike, you know, and they went right after it. And that must have been an incredibly difficult, difficult thing. Um, there are others. There are several examples. We don't can, think that was doing some practices. They were encouraging their their employees to to do some some things, and it got way out of hand. Out of hand, yeah. Way, way ugly because they were chasing the bottom line rather than chasing customers, converting yeah. customers over, and, and that kind of stuff is just it just it, it's just it, people remember that they just ah geez, what is that all about? And you exactly. can certainly if your your employees don't trust you. Let's bottom line it. If your employees don't trust you, they don't feel safe in their jobs. If they don't feel safe in their jobs, that means that they really can't put their full attention and energy on doing their jobs because they're kind of looking one, you know, over their shoulder. What's next? What's going to come down next? Right. And so the very fact that you aren't creating that place that people can work and work together well, you are the leader actually creating the lack of productivity and effectiveness and efficiency in your own company. You can make all the demands you want, but unless they trust you so that they can trust staying in their job, they're not going to give their full time and attention to that job and deliver the ways that you really want them to. And interestingly enough, ironically, the way that they'd like to deliver. Exactly. You know, I want to kind of, uh, there's three steps I, want, I kind of want to talk about here. 
you know, about how how to get over this to apologize and, and rebuild, you know, or, or build, continue to build. You know, the first one we talked you were talking about is acknowledge the situation and apologize. You know, that's that's a tough play, thing to do, especially for a leader to acknowledge publicly or to his organization or, or to his team. Yes, there was a problem. We, we admit there it, it created some some issues. But, you know, be remorseful, be honest, be sincere in your apology. And, and to those that, you know, may or may not have been harmed by this or, you know, whatever the case may be. But apologize and, and move forward. The second is about cultural transformation. Really, you know, oftentimes the reason for needing to apologize, it really stems from organizational culture. You know, leaders who need leaders need to be prepared to take the necessary action to prevent some of the same problems in the future. What are we going to do so this isn't going to happen to us again? We got a backup plan. We got a contingency plan. And we're going to we're going to admit to this and we're going to build and we're going to take care of this situation. That's organizational culture. When you can approach your team or anybody else or customers and say, hey, this is what happened. This is what we are going to do, not necessarily what I'm going to do, but what we are going to do to build this. This is my fault, but we are going to fix this. We as a team are going to build this and move forward for you, you know, and, and evolve. Reimagine the brand if you have to. Reimagine who you are if you, if it takes you know like Volkswagen and this Dieselgate having to reimagine basically their brand to kind of come out of this on the other side. You know you got to do what you got to do to move on. But the point is, it all starts with that mea culpa. It does, and it is so. It's a lot like an addict. You know when they when you when you're you know going hyper crazy or just heady on the power and you're really not watching the numbers you're really not watching how things are working you're not really watching and being out there with your people and talking to them and visiting them you can kind of get caught up in your own bubble very very easily and that that ability to step forward and say it's my fault i am sure leaders if you're watching this let me give you a, a clue here if you have any problem at all Stepping forward and saying, hey, this is my fault. Any problem at all, that's where you start. What's my problem stepping forward and saying it's my fault? That's where you start. Because the natural leader, the leader that gets it, the leader that's on top of it is going to say, okay, so where did we screw up? In particular, where did I screw up? That's going to be their natural reaction rather than, well, who do we find to blame? Who, whose fault was it? Who, who messed up here? That's where you start. If you can't accept it right from the get-go, that's where you start working on you as a leader. The next thing to show that it's real contrition here, a real state of sorrow about it, is not only the admission of it and say, now we're going to do something different. That's the actual of time and money that you invest in making sure this does not only not happen again, but you find ways to do it so that it's even better. That leads to what Rich is talking about in this process of now this is the company, i.e. the leadership, i.e the people and the whole, this is now all of you evolving to a better place. So you can take a look at this whole notion of, you can take a look at the screw up is like, oh, and if it's like an ugly one, like we kind of referred to here, if it's that kind of a thing, you can say, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I can't ever sleep in. Or you're a smart leader. You're, you're, you're one that's on top and say, you know what? 
we're going to turn this around and we're going to make this thing that's happened that's not so great we're going to make it into a great opportunity to make greater greatness for all of us that's what great leaders do yep and i'm going to i'm going to add something here uh you know for leaders who really need to truly understand where they they are as a leader where their organization sits and how they feel about their current leadership you know I'm going to ask a, a simple question. Do you truly understand the culture in your organization? Do you understand, you know, if have you been able to get the feedback from your people saying, yeah, we had some problems, but it was never handled correctly? Or you didn't, you know, the, the, we feel the blame shifted. How do you know if you're not paying attention? You know, there's a lot of ways to do that. We have one great way to do that with a cultural assessment. Uh, you know, where we can truly find out where everybody in the company uh, sits and what they're thinking about their senior leadership, which is absolutely imperative to getting on to that next level. If you've if there's been mistakes made, it's time to find out what the perception of your organization is. Take care of those, admit to those things and move forward. You know, the longer it festers the longer, you know, it's it's going to cause a deeper wound in your organization. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person who, you know, we've talked about this, Michael, clear the air. I, I do not, you know, one of the things I don't like, and this is me personally, is allowing things to fester. If there's a problem, clear the air. And that doesn't mean, you know, conflict's not a bad thing. You know, people are afraid of conflict, but conflict really clears that air. Find out what the problem is, admit to the wrongdoing, you know, apologize, mend fences, whatever you got to do and move forward. Yeah, that's very true. And there, and therein lies the interesting distinction. And it's a great distinction. And that is the distinction between leaders that want to go on their charisma yeah. and those that leaders that, that go on their character. And there is the fine distinction. You may think that your glitz and glam and all that cool stuff and People look up to you and admire you. That's great. And great leaders can have that. But what they have first and foremost is their character, their integrity. That's what they, that's their real go-to there. Not the fact that they're so popular and everybody likes them so much that they're the cool. People are loyal to them and they and they follow them because of their character, not the other stuff so much. All right. Yeah. So there we are. Thanks so much for joining us today. Loved you being on the show with us today. Anybody you want to call out any part of the world to say, hey, thanks so much. Our our buddies in Great Britain. We've got a lot of followers in Great Britain who are, are been very supportive, downloading our podcast, listening to what we have to say. And uh, for all the comments, you know, we've had some comments come through on some of our podcasts that were very enlightening. You know, some different points of view. And we appreciate um, those people who have been uh, been uh, letting us know how they feel. And that's what this is all about. That's what leadership development is all about. And once again, thank you. This is our 50th. And we appreciate all of you being here. And once again, take care, be safe, and we'll see you again next time. All right. All the best, folks. Make it a great week. Bye-bye. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. 
Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.